0: The following audio is from Life Point Church, located in O'Fallon, Missouri. For more information about Life Point Church, visit us online at thelifepointconnection.com. Uh, it is a delight to really have you guys here. Uh, and this morning, uh, you're going to get to see and hear uh, some testimonies of people uh, who have given their life to Jesus. And uh, we're going to talk about baptism a little bit before we get into that. And I remember when I was about 21 years old, uh, I was baptized. Uh, and so as, a, as an adult, I came to faith. As an adult, I, I gave my life to Jesus. And as an adult, I realized that Jesus was calling me into obedience through uh, baptism. And so for the last 20 years, since that moment, uh, I have been trying with all of, all of me to faithfully follow Christ with the best of my ability, with all that I can, trying to figure out what it means to trust God and follow God. Uh, but if I was honest... There have been days that my faith has just wandered, man. I mean, can I, can I be honest? I know this is church, but honestly, there's been days of my life in my journey where I really doubted. I was struggling with God and what his plan was for me. I mean, there were days that my faith was as strong as fire, but there was other days, man, I tell you, that, that it was maybe an ember. You'd have to blow on that thing a lot to get some steam from it. But but, but here's what I've learned is over the last 20 years, God is faithful through it all. And it was his faithfulness that actually brought me through even those hardest times, those weary times, those times of doubt, those times of struggle. It was God's faithfulness that really brought me into where I am. And listen, and so my story, like every story you're going to hear this morning, is not ultimately about me, but it's about him. And so we've been going through this series called The Story of Everything. And I want to tell you, every story is about someone who's greater, Every story is a story about one hero and one savior and one who is faithful and true, and his name is Jesus. And I pray that today you would see him. Even baptism is about Jesus. Even even baptism is about Jesus, the one who loved us and gave himself up for us. And so today, I want to very quickly take you back to what I like to call the first baptism, and so if you have Bibles or if you have smartphones with Bibles on go and click those on. All right. And let's go to the book of Exodus. In the book of Exodus, we see a Hebrew people, and these are people that are, are seen as God's people, but what happened is, is they find themselves really in slavery, and they're in Egypt, and they're in slavery, and they've been in slavery for, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, hear me, generation after generation after generation, slavery, oppression, and suffering. It's like, it's like these people were alive, but, but they didn't have much life. You tracking with that? Have you ever felt that? Have you ever felt that moment that you know your heart is beating, but, but life somehow it seems to be escaping? You see, they, they didn't really feel like people at all. They felt like they were in someone else's land, like, like they're, they're, they were someone else's property. It, it was almost like their lives were actually being used for someone else's prosperity, that all of their work and all of their labor actually went to someone else. And listen, there was no hope inside for these people. They felt like God has abandoned them, God has left them. Every day they would wake up, they would realize, I don't have an identity. I don't have a hope. I don't have any real freedom. And really, they were captive by every circumstance, every situation. Some of you today, you're in a situation or a circumstance and you're being owned buy it and so these people there were days where they would feel like they just can't work hard enough it's like they can't get ahead no matter how hard they work no matter how hard they try they just can't make it happen and the and the voices that are coming at them from their taskmasters is is do more do more do more more work speed it up let's get it done And so they always felt like every ounce of their strength and every ounce of their breath, it seemed to be meaningless, just simply used to keep up. How about you? You ever felt that? You know what would happen to these slaves if they couldn't keep up? They would receive lashings on their backs, For every way that they fell short, they would receive whips and lashings. Have you ever felt like your identity is found in what you do and not who you are? Have you ever felt like you're just simply trying to keep up and you find yourself exhausted all the while pretending like everything's okay? You ever been there? You really wake up, you go to work, you do this thing, and you just find your days exhausted. And then you walk into a place like this, and you put on the mask, you put on the facade, you put on the the barriers, and you say, oh man, everything's great, everything's fine. And you're just really simply trying to keep up. You're feeling exhausted, and deep down, you're hiding. And you're really not letting anyone know who you really are. Because you're afraid that if they knew who you really were, they wouldn't love you and every ounce of love that we've experienced in our life is is because we've produced something is a performance based love you see my 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 children love me because i give them things my parents love me because of this. My boss loves me because of this. My, my teachers, my professors, they love me because I perform. And everything in your life has been a performance-based affection. And so you are just trying to perform your way so that somehow, even at the smallest level, you could somehow feel loved. And every ounce of love that we've experienced is a performance-based love. Even those closest to you, you feel like they would rather use you than know you. And that's where we're at. And so what happens when our identity and the loudest voices in our life are the ones that actually bring us down, telling us, you're never going to measure up. You're never going to make it. You're never going to be good enough to be fully loved. And so you know what we do? We just pretend like everything's good. We pretend so that others somehow might love us. You see these people, they see themselves as slaves and not as children of God. And some of you, you've walked in here this morning, and if you're honest, you feel like a slave. You're a slave to work. You're a slave to performance. You're a slave to an addiction. You're a slave to perf- your, 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 your plan, not God's plan. But look right at me. If you've walked in here today and you feel like a slave, hear me. That's not God's plan for you. It's not God's plan for us. That's not what God intends for us to do. It's spent generation after generation after generation in slavery. And it's in that moment when we realize that we are a slave that God steps in. Look in Exodus 3. In Exodus 3, there's a man named Moses. He's not a perfect man. He actually has a lot of mistakes in his life. But one day Moses is walking through and he sees... A bush that's burning. And the bush is not being consumed by the fire, which would be awesome. But not only that, the bush starts talking to him. Probably freaky, but also awesome. Right? And so, and so the bush comes to him, and he, and, and he says, he says, I want you to go uh, tell Pharaoh to let the people go. And, and he's like, uh, okay, uh, who should I tell him sent me? The bush? Been on the bush. No, tell them I am. Tell them God sent you. And now watch this conversation play out because here it is Exodus chapter 3 and verse 7. Look at what God says. Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry. Because of their taskmasters, I know their sufferings. Now, look right at me. Because God just said, I know what they're going through. Now, wherever you're at here this morning, wherever you come in today, listen, God knows your suffering. God knows exactly what you're going through. Now watch what he says next, because this is amazing. He says, I know their sufferings. I know their details. I know what's going on with them. And I, God, have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. He says, he says I, God, have come down to rescue you. I've come. To deliver you. And so these are God's people, and God sees his people. And hear me God sees you, God sees through the masks. God sees through the walls. God sees through your pretending, and he knows your sufferings. He knows every doubt. He knows every fear. He knows every insecurity, and he hears your cries, and he wants to come and rescue you. And so in this story, listen, God sends Moses to Pharaoh and says, Pharaoh, you need to let God's people go. And Pharaoh says no. And over and over and over again, God sends these plagues until finally Pharaoh gives in and says, I've had it. Let's let him go. God sends plague after plague after plague. And so from this moment, the first time, hear me, the first time in generations, these people are free. They're set free. So these people pack up their stuff and they walk out of everything that oppressed them for generations. They walk out of fear. They walk out Of slavery, and they've been set free to become the people of God. Now, if you know the story, or if you keep reading the story, what you find out is shortly after they walk out of Egypt, they find themselves on the borders of the Red Sea. Uh oh, anyone can swim this? Nobody. And what they also learn, not only that, is they are faced with the inability to cross the Red Sea. They realize that Pharaoh, back in Egypt, changed his mind, saddles up all his horses and chariots, and goes to kill them. He sends the entire army to kill all the people that were just set free. And so I want you to imagine this. On one side is an incrossable ocean, and on the other side, fear and death comes for you. On one side, there's no way we could get through this, and here comes death, here comes fear, here comes our destruction. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been that moment where you feel like maybe God has saved you, but then in the next you're not so sure? In one moment, you feel like you're rejoicing because God has set you free, and the next moment you know that you're pursued by fear, One moment you respond to God's call and the next you're faced with what seems to be an impossible situation. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do when you're struggling? What do you do when you're suffering? Where do you run where doubt enters in? What do you do when you are faced with the inability to save yourself? cry out to god you cry out to god and you remember god's promise that he would rescue you what do you do when you're faced with an impossible situation and there's an enemy who wants to steal kill and destroy your life you cry out to god what do you do in the moment when your back is against the wall When you realize there's nothing you can do to fix it. Listen, not any ounce of religion, not good behavior, not money, not authority, not power, not wisdom. There is nothing you can do to save yourself. In that moment, that's the moment we cry out to God. Say, God, will you save me? That's what happens. Look in Exodus 14. Because it is in that moment that God comes through. So they got their backs against the wall an impossible situation. Death is coming for them. And then in Exodus 14, verse 13, watch this. And Moses said to the people, fear not. He says, don't be afraid. I want you to stand firm. Don't be afraid. Stand firm. And I want you to see Something. What does he want you to see? He says, fear not, stand firm, and see the, give me that word. The salvation of the Lord. Don't be afraid. I want you to see the salvation of God, which he will work for you when? Today. Listen to me. God wants to bring salvation into your situation Today, Will you just see it? He says, don't be afraid. See that God is working salvation for you today. For the Egyptians, whom you see today, you shall never see again. And the Lord will fight for you. You just have to be silent. You just have to be still. And watch God work salvation today. Now watch this, because if you read the story, God compels Moses to stretch out His arms over the sea. And in an instant, in that moment, they literally, the waters literally part open and God's people walk through on dry ground. Yet the enemy that was sent for destruction, the enemy that pursues them, They follow in, and listen to me, they are swallowed up by the waves. God delivers his people through the water and swallows up every ounce of death, every ounce of fear, and everything that could come between them and a solid rock of salvation is now washed clean. Death is swallowed up by God's grace, by God's power. And this, my friends, is the first baptism. This is the people being set free through the water. Through the water. Listen, you can have that same experience today. Being set free. Now hear me, baptism doesn't just simply look back to the Exodus, but it looks straight at the cross. Don't miss this. You see, today, God sees each one of you, and not only does he know the cries of your heart, but He has come down to rescue you, to deliver you out of slavery and out of fear and so that death would be no more for you. You see, we were sent a greater Moses, Jesus, a greater deliverer, a greater Savior. Jesus Christ comes, and not only does he fully know you, but he fully loves you. Listen, and his love is not even based on what you do. It's based on who you are. It's based on who he is. So you don't have to perform for God. You don't have to clean yourself up for God. You don't have to be a good boy. You just come as you are. You just have to be still and watch God save today. Jesus comes like Moses. He was sent by God. And Jesus receives the lashings on his back for all the ways that we fall short. He receives the lashings. He receives the punishment in order to bring each one of you out of sin today. And in the moment where we're trapped by fear and death, realizing there is nothing you can do within yourself to save you That's when God sews up, and Jesus extends his arms out, not over a sea, but over a cross. And he makes a way for his people to pass through, not through the water, but through his blood. And he washes us clean through his death because he takes my death upon him so that I can walk free, setting my feet on a solid rock that comes through faith in him. And so Jesus Comes And he wants to save you today. He wants to save you so that you would become a new people and God's people. And God wants to set you free and give you a new identity and a new purpose in life. God wants to wash you clean. And so let me explain this. The waters that you see washing over these men and women today is a symbol of It's a symbol that they've received Christ's death on their behalf, and they too have been raised to life like Jesus has been raised to life. Baptism is to show that by God's grace and by God's power, we too have come out of the grave. We too have walked forward into salvation. And as they come out of the water, they have a new identity and new freedom and a new purpose, and the old has passed away, and the new has come. Isn't that worthy of celebration? Now, I'll confess that as a believer, I've always struggled right here. Anybody? Any believers ever struggle? Because hear me, if you keep reading the story of Exodus... After God brings the people through the water, you begin to wonder if God knew what he was doing, don't you? Huh? After he brings them through the water, you begin to wonder what God was doing because these people, listen, even though they just passed through the Red Sea, they have all these struggles and all these problems and all these failures. And so listen to me, if you're being baptized today, listen, listen, the struggles don't just simply end. And so what happens is all these failures keep coming up. Like doubt is stronger than ever and everything around them is is, is chanting to you. You know what? You're not who you think you are. Okay, but hear me. Everybody listen to me. Right, Right here. Listen to me. God doesn't bring them through the water so that they would be perfect. God brings them through the water because he knew they would struggle. God brings them into salvation through the Red Sea because he knew there was going to be a day that they struggle. And God knew that you and I are going to struggle. And God knew that you and I would need an anchor in our story. You and I would need an anchor to our true identity We would need something when the lies come and everything tells us you're not who you think you are. The lies about your future, the lies about your worth, the lies about your value. God knew in that moment, you and I, we would need a moment to reflect on. A moment to remember, a moment to look back to, a moment to remind us that we are loved and we are God's children. That's why over and over and over and over again in the Old Testament, he says, remember Egypt? Remember how I brought you through the water? Remember how I did that? Remember how I saved you? Remember how death was pursuing you and I washed it away? Tell it to your kids and your kids' kids and your kids' kids' kids. Tell it to everyone. Remember how God saved you? Because you and I, we're gonna need a moment because there's gonna be a time when we're tempted to think, oh, that's the old me, not the new me. Days where we're going to hear voices that say, you're not holy, you're not worthy, you're not loved, you don't belong to him. There's going to be more days where your back is against the wall and there's nothing you can do about it. But today, you're given an opportunity for an anchor moment in your life. An anchor moment that you can always point to the moment that you put your faith in Jesus the moment you trusted God to deliver you. And hear me, because today, Jesus calls every one of us to put our faith in Jesus Christ as our savior. God calls every one of us to turn and walk out Of slavery and put our faith step in the water to be baptized by the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and experience the grace of Christ wash over us from head to toe. And maybe you've walked in here today and your sins seem to pursue you. And today you can proclaim by faith that you've been washed by the love of Christ, you've been saved. By the work of Jesus. Through that faith you can be renamed. Through that faith you can be reclaimed. Through that faith you can have a new hope and a new purpose. Today your story can point to the greatest story. Today your story can point to the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. By putting your faith in Jesus you can forever proclaim I am a child of God. I pray that today every one of you would put your faith and trust in Him. Pray. Let's pray for that. Oh, Jesus. Lord, there are many here who feel like they are in an impossible situation. Many who feel like they don't measure up. Many who feel in slavery and in bondage. But today, Lord, I pray that we would know that you hear our cries. And that today you bring salvation through your cross and resurrection. Jesus, today as we're sitting here that we would be a people that put our faith and our trust, hope completely in you. Lord, I pray that today we would respond by faith to your glorious grace of saving us. That we just simply wouldn't stand on the shores of the waters, but we would by faith walk through trusting that you bring salvation to us. Lord, today, would you show us your glory in such a way That we can stand and sing. We can stand and proclaim. That we can stand in front of many and say today, I know Christ has saved me. And I know without a doubt today, I am a child of God. May it be so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.